0: Jamie and I with you here on a Monday edition of the Green Zone. Hope you had a great weekend and didn't have to call the uh, plumbing and heating comp- company like I did on uh, midnight on Saturday. It's never good. Uh, the uh, my wife and, and daughter were away. Uh, b- by the way, they were at the uh, Warman, well Martinsville's uh, cheer competition, but it's hosted in Warman. Um and so congratulations to everybody who had a good time and I was at home with the w- with my son go downstairs what you hate it right? you go down it's like, man, it's cold what's going on look at the thermostat and go, Damn it <laughs> that ain't right uh, so yeah uh thanks to the gentleman for uh, coming over and fixing the furnace. And, one AM to get some heat in the house. So I hope you weren't like me, but I know many out there were calling CAA for a boost, need a new battery in the car furnace having an issue as Stuff breaks when it's cold. Like, that's just what it is. That's what happens. We're used to it. When it gets to minus 50 wind chill, you're like, what's going to break? Stuff breaks when it's cold. So hopefully nothing broke for you over the weekend. You stayed warm. and Or maybe just stayed in and watched football. I watched a lot of football this weekend. NFL Super Wild Card Weekend as it's now been dubbed. But before we get to NFL... A wild-card weekend. A little CFL news and notes. Corey Mace will be joining us, 535, the head coach of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. He announced his coaching staff earlier today. A lot of familiar names, a lot of players who the riders went up against. Uh, J.C. Sherrett, all-star linebacker. He's the linebackers and run game coordinator. Uh, He's been coaching in the States a little bit. Uh, Spent, what was it, uh, last year? Uh, in the United States as defensive analyst at Washington State. Uh, Philip Daniels, who's a Super Bowl champion, defensive lineman in the National Football League. Uh, he is the father of DeVaris Daniels, CFL receiver. And Daniels is the defensive line coach. He was on the Eagles staff. And when he was the defensive line coach in 2019, was one of the best defensive lines in the National Football League. Uh, Josh Bell, a former defensive back, pass game coordinator on defense, DB's coach, has come to Saskatchewan. Marquay McDaniel, there's a name you'd recognize for sure as a star receiver for the Calgary Stampeders all those years, has been coaching in the CFL Montreal and the Stamps. And Edwin Harrison, offensive line coach now, he joins the Roughriders. Riders. He comes over from the Toronto Argonauts. He was a former stampeder himself along the offensive line, but he's been the run game coordinator and running backs coach in Toronto. Not a a bad after the year A.J. Ouellette had, who's also a CFL free agent. The Riders don't have any veteran running backs under contract, but A.J. Ouellette is a potential free agent from the Toronto Argonauts. His run game coordinator and running backs coach is now with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. We'll just wait and see. Did you see a Darius Pickett, star linebacker of the Toronto Argonauts? He tweeted out, was it yesterday or Saturday? And it was a hint of the tampering window opens in three weeks in the CFL. Where are we going? And it was him, and then he added A.J. Ouellette and Jamal Peters, two star players as well for the Toronto Argonauts. And... There's a lot of rider fans saying, please come to Saskatchewan. So the tampering's already underway when it comes to the fans trying to get some Toronto Argonauts uh, over to Saskatchewan. So there's a look-see at the coaching staff of the Rough Riders, the only guys coming back from the staff last year. Of course, special teams coordinator Kent Majuri. That was already announced in December. And Anthony Vitale, who was the offensive line coach last year, he's been moved to running backs coach uh, for the Rough Riders. So there you have, again, Corey Mace coming up a little later on. And there is a trade today in the CFL. The Toronto Argonauts sent Curly Gittens Jr., young Canadian receiver. Toronto sends him to Edmonton for American defensive lineman Jake Serezna which has a lot of people, really, you're trading a young Canadian receiver that talented to the Edmonton Elks? What are you doing? But we'll see. Clearly, they feel they have the depth on Canadians on offense and need some depth along the defensive line uh, for the Toronto Argonauts. So there's a look see at the uh, CFL. But the NFL yesterday, and I turned on the TV fully expecting – The Dallas Cowboys and our Dallas Cowboys super fan, Britton Gray, to have an all right time. I don't think it was going to be a cakewalk by any means. Aaron Jones, the running back for the Green Bay Packers, could attack the Cowboys. But Jordan Love in his first start, he's been hot. He's been going in. At no time did I see 27 to nothing for the Green Bay Packers coming before the Cowboys even got on the board. Not a chance did many people have that. As a prediction. But there it was the Cowboys not prepared and dysfunctional from the start. And now the question is where's Mike McCarthy go? Does he keep his job in Dallas? Does he get fired? But let's give some credit to Aaron Jones running back, Jordan Love. And I posted my top five performers of the weekend in the National Football League. Jordan Love and Aaron Jones. One-two. Aaron Jones ran for three touchdowns. Jordan Love threw for three touchdowns. And Jordan Love in his first start. And he has gotten so much garbage thrown his way since the Green Bay Packers drafted him in the first round. You, to remind you of that draft, remember, because Aaron Rodgers threw a hissy fit about it. Nobody informed me they were drafting a quarterback. What, they want to move on from me? And it's been drama around Aaron Rodgers. And there's Jordan Love in the shadow having to watch all this noise based on the one draft pick. It's like Aaron Rodgers forgot what happened when he came into the league. The Green Bay Packers drafted him in the first round almost at the exact same spot Jordan Love was. They had Brett Favre. I'm surprised more teams don't do what the Green Bay Packers are doing. We have a really good quarterback. He's getting up there. Let's draft one of the highly touted quarterbacks so they can just watch, maybe not learn. Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to coach him up because Aaron Rodgers is too selfish to coach him up because he learned from the best selfish quarterback and Brett Favre, who said he wasn't going to coach Aaron Rodgers. So sorry about that. We're having some phone issues. If you hear the dial tone, Um, but Here's Jordan Love in his first start, in his first year as a starter, and he crushed it yesterday. He blew Dallas away. And the Packers and their management and all the you-know-what that came their way because of Aaron Rodgers, man, they got to feel good today. They have to feel good today because right now they won the fight. As Aaron Rodgers tried to play them off as a bunch of idiots who didn't treat them well. No, they were looking out for the betterment of the franchise moving forward and might have found their next star quarterback. He looked the part yesterday. The other top performer of the weekend has to be young C.J. Stroud. His first start, rookie, second overall for the Houston Texans as they go into the divisional round after beating up on the Cleveland Browns. The Browns' defense, they didn't have an answer at all for anything the Houston Texans were throwing their way. And another one of my top performers was Houston's front seven on defense. Shut down the run game of the Cleveland Browns, got after Joe Flacco. They were outstanding with another top pick in Will Anderson, who might be the defensive rookie of the year along with his quarterback as the offensive rookie of the year in the National Football League. And my other top performer from the weekend of four games in the National Football League was Aiden Hutchinson. Last night, defensive lineman of the Detroit Lions, two sacks, four tackles, two assisted. He was all over the place again. He is an animal on the defensive line. Shout-out, though, to Jared Goff, the quarterback of the Detroit Lions, who beat out the man he was traded for in Matthew Stafford. And that was the game of the week last night, the Rams and the Detroit Lions. So let me know what you thought of Wild Card Weekend. Who were your top performers? And how do you think the rest of the playoffs look? Has more football happening today? Uh, The Bills and the Steelers about to kick things off in Buffalo. We're going to have a little bit of a watch party throughout the afternoon. I'll keep you up to date on what's happening in Buffalo. Really, what's happening in Buffalo right now is people trying to find their seats. With all the snow that fell in that region, it is hilarious. Because they signed up for it. They showed up to the game. They could have stayed home and watched it on TV, so I'm not going to feel too bad for them. But with all the snow, they did not have time to clear out the stands. They cleared the stairways. But the people trudging through the snow trying to find out if they're in, is this row three? Is that seat three? Where am I? In the stadium? You can see some video at Green Zone SK on people trying to find their seats on what it really looks like uh, in Buffalo right now. The field looks fantastic. They did a gr- the gr- grounds crew did amazing stuff to get the field ready for today's game. When you look at the field today, you're, you're not going to picture that they had buckets of snowfall over 48 hours. It looks like the field that we saw at Dallas in a dome yesterday. probably doesn't feel the same. But it looks pretty darn good. The stands are a different story. Bill Steelers uh, coming up. Plus, a lesson in coaching rants. I saw a headline. Mike Brown, Sacramento Kings. Epic rant after the game last night. Don't lie to me. Don't lie to me. That was not an epic coaching rant last night. It was cool. He brought a laptop to show video evidence on some of the calls he disagreed with and why he got kicked out of the game. That was cool. Epic rants? I don't think so. This is 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. Jamie and I with the here in the green zone. It's not very often you hear I'm, I'm wrong about something here on the green zone. But I never want to be accused of, like Drew says, you never admit you're wrong. I've called the Detroit Lions the most overrated team in the National Football League. They're not, okay? They're not. They're probably top three or four. And we probably won't figure that out until they get smoked by the San Francisco 49ers in the NFC Championship game because whoever they play in the next round, the Eagles or the Buccaneers who play later today, they're going to beat them. Like, the Rams are better than the Eagles and the Buccaneers. And thanks to the ref for not throwing that pass interference call. Evidently, you can just grab the back of a receiver like Puka Nakua, who was having himself a day for the Rams yesterday. Breaking rookie records in the regular season, now in the postseason. Anyways, little tug. No, no, there's more than just a little tug. He couldn't jump to get the ball. It would have been pretty well game over if the Rams go down the field, waste more time, kick a field goal. But no, the refs added it again in the National Football League. So the Lions aren't the most overrated team in the NFL. It's the Dallas Cowboys and the Miami Dolphins. Like, fraud alert, the Miami Dolphins in the cold, we're not good against the Kansas City Chiefs. How cold was it, by the way? How cold was it in Kansas
1: City? Mahomes back again, climbing through the pocket and taking off as Mahomes gets inside the 10 and the 5 hit hard there at the 2-yard line. Brad Rogers Can't just stopped it. the game as he saw Mahomes' helmet there. They're going to take Mahomes out here, and then does he have another helmet ready to go? He does. Edward Alaire is going to make the replacement with the helmet, and they're going to let them do they that without out. a timeout. And just stop the game for an equipment change, and stop the play clock, which is, which is kind of interesting. You don't see that without having to take a timeout.
0: His helmet broke. It just smashed. And they're right. They they gave Patrick a break there. He's supposed to time out at least to get it. But no, no, no. It's Kansas. It's Patrick. He can do whatever he wants. He's the new Tom Brady. Jamie and I with you. This is the Green Zone. Thanks for spending some of your Monday with us. They're about to kick things off in Buffalo. We'll bring you uh, up to date as that game uh, gets going with the Buffalo Bills and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, underway early in the first quarter, and the Steelers will probably have to punt. Uh, so that will. Be the game to watch this afternoon as people dig their way into their seats. There's, part of me goes, why would you even want to show up? If you saw the stands, like social media, you can see the stands. Why even show up? It's pretty much pick your own seat, stand wherever you want, first come, first serve, because they couldn't get the stands clear in Buffalo. The only reason is, A, you are a diehard, and you should see the stands. They are packed right now in Buffalo. And the other reason, you were there, and it's a playoff game but they're all standing they can many people can't sit in their seat today uh, for the bills and the steelers but right now here on the green zone 18773328255 anything goes on the fan free for all
1: And what you have to do is get on the phone lines to participate. The Green Zone.
0: It's your phone call. 877-332-8255. We're
1: going to show them a real good time. Don't hold nothing back. This is it. The fan free-for-all.
0: 1-877-332-8255. That is the fan line here on the Green Zone where you set the agenda. What's on your mind in the world of sports? Let me hear you right here, right now. Uh, Todd is up first in Regina. Todd, you're going to take us off the path a little bit, hockey, NFL football. You're looking at pitchers and catchers reporting in about a month from now. You're thinking Blue Jay baseball, Todd. What's up?
1: I just want to know if you have any idea what the Blue Jays' off-season plan was or is, because I clearly have no clue. (laughs) Now, if if you just give me a minute here to explain... I don't think they were ever in on Shohei Otani. I think they just let the rumors run rampant because it kept the fans interested. And the main reason I don't think they were ever in on Shohei is because there hasn't been a quick pivot. Usually if you're going to have, if you're going to go for a big fish like that, you have a backup plan in order to keep the fans excited if you miss out. So you go for Shohei, you miss out, you take that 600 million you were going to give him and you end up with Blake Snell and Cody Bellinger so you can still say hey look what we did but they've done nothing what is their plan
0: that's a great question Todd I wish I could tell you what their plan was because Mark Shapiro and Ross Atkins are kind of fumbling this offseason for the Toronto Blue Jays I think their plan is this Todd throw as much you know what at the wall and see what sticks for the Toronto Blue Jays that's what I think what's going
1: on what they are throwing is you know what, at the wall. <laughs> like, they haven't thrown anything other than bring back a solid defensive center fielder and a utility player from the Yankees. Like, what is that?
0: Yeah, you're, you're, not, you're not jazzed up about Kevin Kiermaier coming back? Come on, Tom. He's go.
1: great at defense, but what else is he going to do for you? And then, again, uh, Kiner, Falefa, I mean, again, defense but no bat. So. Their problem last year was no bats. Their big bats didn't go last year.
0: Todd, I don't know if you I I I beg for your patience cuz I'm about to go on a bit of a rant on what happened this weekend that I saw. Now Todd sparked it in me. He sparked this talking about the Blue Jays. Because this weekend Todd, the Atlanta Braves extended the contract of Alex Anthopoulos for what is it? 7 years through 2031. The Braves signed Alex Anthopoulos. Alex Anthopoulos may go down in Blue Jays history as the biggest mistake Rogers ever made because they hired Mark Shapiro as the president of baseball operations while trying to negotiate a new contract with Alex Anthopoulos, who built that team with Jose Bautista and Edwin Encarnacion. And Josh Donaldson, they were going to the playoffs. He had a five-year extension on the desk. Here you go, Alex Anthopoulos wanted one thing: final say. They wouldn't give it to him. Guess what he's doing in Atlanta right now? Winning World Series and getting a hundred wins a year. Maybe go down as the biggest mistake in Blue Jays history. And he's a Canadian. He's from Montreal. It's a great story. He's a great baseball. He was executive of the year, but they went with a guy from Cleveland. And then he brought his buddy Ross up. That ticked me. When I saw Alex Anthopoulos had tr- signed an extension with the Atlanta Braves, I, I don't know what the trigger was, but I went, oh, thanks for the reminder on that blemish in Blue Jays history. T- Todd, do you would all agree with that? At all? Thanks Absolutely. for your patience.
1: I mean, yeah, and there was no way they were ever going to spend that $600 million on Shohei, which is why I think they just let the rumors run wild. Yep. Just to keep it interested. Like, I don't know what they're doing. They're not going to go anywhere again this year. Uh, I,
0: I'm, I'm interested to see. They, they, they've done all right. They're making the playoffs, but that's because they extended the playoffs. More teams are invited. That's why they're going to the playoffs, and then they're losing in the wild card round. So congratulations. But thanks to Todd. I, I'm. I needed. I clearly needed to get that off my chest on Alex Anthopoulos. That has driven me nuts for eight years since he left. He's won a. He's got a World Series ring with the Atlanta Braves. Good work, Rogers. Good. Good work on that decision. All right, Chad from Esther Hazy.
2: Hello. <sighs> okay. okay. Before I get, I was get <laughs> on it because. Everybody's good at saying they're good at picking winners and then we never go back and, and oh. remember what we picked back. I there suck this weekend. The, you know, I suck. So just for like, for all the viewers, I, I guess if you do actually listen and take some, this year, if they know, I text Jamie like my picks every week. I don't pick every game or not. And so my yearly record was, uh, unrecommended picks and I'll just say like one unit, two units, whatever it was, uh, 85, 75, and six which is 53%, which is like my lowest percentage in the last three years. But it's 13.2 units of profit, which is profit is profit. And uh, the last two weeks, we talked about three games two weeks ago, Giants plus six, hosting the Eagles. They won that game outright. That was a good pick. Uh, I like the Bears plus three against Green Bay. Dead wrong. But love Miami minus three. And uh, I mean, sorry, Buffalo minus three in Miami. And we enjoyed we that. And of the games we talked on Friday were like I liked the Rams to win the game, but we were on them plus three and a half. They did not cover. We liked Kansas City. They won. And uh I told you the biggest bet, every pro better in North America bet the Green Bay Packers, plus seven and a half. Like pro this weekend, pro professional betters made a ton of money and the public lost their shorts because all the Dallas Cowboy fans just piled their money into those books and they just they just got smashed in every parlay, every teaser, every everybody had Dallas. They just got destroyed, and, and then I was wrong on Cleveland. So I'm not perfect. Uh, Nobody's
0: before. perfect, Chad. It's all right. Uh, I, 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 I'm I, I was definitely I'm just straight up picks. I was awful uh, this weekend on the National Football League. But that pack you called that Packers. You were like everybody's that, going Packers. Like the people who know long time. go Packers. And it was what is it seven and a half?
2: Yeah, just a number. Just a number. Like, I'm not going to be some guy come here and toot my own horn and say, yeah, I've seen Green Bay beating him, but I had, like seven and a half points, and they do match up. So, like, you hear everybody talking about the zone defense, right? And I text you that on, yep. during the game. They, Dallas, Dan Quinn's not dumb. He, he is a good defensive record. If they played man defense with the depth of wide receiver and tight end that the Green Bay Packers have, they would have probably got beat by more. Like, their third-best corner cannot cover... Romeo Dobbs, well, they, their zone defense couldn't cover Dobbs either. But, Was anybody covering Romeo Dobbs? But but anyway, like they, 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 that's what, like that's they, they, they paid attention to Reed. Like Reed didn't have a big game because he's their top receiver. Watkins didn't have a big game, but they couldn't match up man to man. If you have your third and fourth corner trying to cover Musgrave or Dobbs, you're, you're, the result would have been the same. Like, I'm,
0: I'm going to spin it on you, though, Chad. I'm interested in what you think. Is that should that be it for Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys? Is he done? He's
2: gone. He's gone. I, I, I bet you his office in in Dallas and, Wall- and Jerry's world's already empty. They're already <laughs> changing the sign. Like he's he's definitely gone. It, it, fair or not? No, actually, not fair. fair. It is fair because, as much as we think Belichick is a relic. You look at his team, he lost his two best defensive players this year, and that defense was still legitimate with no Jude on and, and uh, the first-round pick there to DB. Anyway, there's not Christian Gonzalez. I can tell you one thing. If if he was coaching that team yesterday, they would have showed up ready to play football, unlike the team that showed up not ready to play football. Like There's no way a, a Bill Belichick coach team comes out flat like that in any game, in any scenario. They are always ready to play. He's... He would have that team if he goes to Dallas. I'll be with because I'll be if if Bill Belichick's the coach of Dallas and the, and the personnel stays close to the same. I will have futures bets on them to win, get to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. He can fix that team.
0: Well, okay, I'll, I'll I won't uh, with with uh, <laughs> not with Dak Prescott at quarterback, but Chad, we got to score. The Buffalo Bills on their first possession, 10 plays, 80 yards, five and a half minutes, touchdown Dawson Knox, and the snow is flying in Buffalo as they celebrate a 7 nothing lead early, eight minutes into the first quarter as wild card weekend resumes on a Monday. This game was supposed to be played yesterday because of that snowstorm. They pushed it to today, and the Bills are ahead already, 7 nothing on the Steelers. This is 980-CJME and 650-CKOM. Jamie I with you here in the green zone. Keeping an eye on the Bills and the Steelers. Still 7-0. Steelers had to punt again. Mason Rudolph, their starting quarterback, and it's a struggle for the Steelers. Like, game over if the Bills come down here and score and make it 14-0, if it's not game over already. Uh, so uh, as much as the snow has filled the stands, and they're, the fans, like, after the touchdown, they're just throwing snow in the air. They got plenty of it to throw all game long and more is uh, probably coming their way. But real quick. In the National Basketball Association was the Bucs and the Kings, Kings lose. And I saw the headline, Epic Rant from Mike Brown. And I'm thinking, "Ooh, are we going to have another coaching rant Hall of Fame inductee? What was cool was at the start of the rant, he brought out a laptop to show the highlight on why he got kicked out. But I'll ask you if you think this rant deserves to be in the Hall of Fame.
2: Let me see that, man. I just want to sh- show you guys why I got kicked out of the game right here. This is in the first. Ha- uh, this is in the third qu- third quarter with one twenty eight left to go in-, in-, in the third. And right here, you can wa- You can watch. Go back and watch. He uh Fox barely puts his hand on uh on Dame's hip. Okay. Incidental contact. He didn't push him or anything. He barely puts his hand on there. And they give him three free throws. Now at half we were down, I think, nineteen to five in the free throws. Nineteen to five, and I know that happens sometimes. Okay, 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 move it along, Mike. You're
0: losing me here. I feel like I'm at a, like my geology 101 class in university. You're putting me to they sleep. They call
2: this foul again on Fox. Now again, that's he didn't push him. They, they they said it's it's supposed to be incidental contact. They give him three free throws. Now watch this right right here. Fox comes off a of pick and roll. The kid. Uh, uh, this campaign hooks him
0: hooks his arm look at fox's look at fox see that that is not that is not mike brown how you get into the green zone coaching ran hall of fame if you have a beef with officials in the nba there's only one way you're going in the green zone coaching ran hall of
1: fame that's outrageous what happened tonight this is completely bias this is shame Shame for the referees, shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in in the fourth quarter. Like, how to play the game. That was not fair tonight. And this is not happening first time for us. And what's happening over here during whole season, I've been holding you back. It's a complete crap. That's how you do it, Mike Brown. That's how you do
0: it. Better luck next time. Uh, But... I appreciate the uh, innova- innovation of bringing the laptop in to show the reporters, <laughs> but given the whole break, it's like okay, yeah, we saw the game, Mike. We know what you're talking about. On the okay, you hooked them. Okay, is officiating in sports like t- is it just outright worse? And I have a theory on why it is: is because they have less refs to pick from to go to the elite level. Why is that? Because less people are doing it. Why is that? Because you parents out there berate these kids when they're 13 years old. You should have seen the video from Alberta a couple of weeks ago. What was it, AAU13? F-bombs, F-bombs, F-bombs coming from the bench, from the uh, from the coach. Now, he got suspended. But why, w- why does that guy want to come back to ref if he's getting that? Again, it's a reminder on just chill. Maybe more people will ref if they don't get, you know, destroyed from a guy behind the bench of a U-13 hockey game for calling a hooking penalty. But across the board, it's just, okay, things are getting ugly and not consistent uh, in refing, And it's all sports. It's hockey. We talk about NHL officials. We talk about NBA officials. We talk NFL, CFL officials. It's, and the scrutiny's higher because they, everything's now reviewed and slowed down and man, I'm starting to sound more like Daryl Davis. Just get rid of video review, move on with our lives. Let humans be humans.